Welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is the show for the soul who is excited to welcome in more freedom, abundance, and quantum healing in their life. Hi, I'm Vaughn. My magic is in treating all aspects of this human existence, mind, body, and spirit, because it is all connected. In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. I have Liz Swadek, Swadek with me today, and she is dynamic. That is the word when I think of Liz that I use to describe her. And we have had some beautiful, beautiful experiences together. And I was actually just on her podcast. So you'll have to go listen to that. It was just out on Wednesday. And then in this podcast, we are going to be sharing more about her journey, you know, like her, your story, your journey, you're becoming, you're unraveling, and then you're becoming into this warrior woman that you are because you have a top rated podcast called warrior women and you are just such a change maker and a ripple creator so welcome liz i mean i'm smiling so hard my face hurts that's all anyone needs to know i'm smiling so hard my cheeks literally hurt it's been like literally i can't stop smiling my teeth hurt my cheeks hurt i'm just smiling my face off i love you (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for us to jam out on this conversation. And I, let's just kind of go back to like, how long have you been in this personal slash, you know, cause the way I think about it is a personal growth journey turns into a spiritual growth journey, turns into a healing journey, turns into, ah, this is me. So tell me about that journey and what it looked like for you. Um, That's so wise what you just said. We could just end the podcast right there. Uh, Yeah. So, I I mean, I joke and say I've been doing personal growth work for 40 years (laughs) because I'm 53 and I kind of think around 13, I was like, I need to know more. I need to, I need to figure something out. And so I've been, you know, there's no program that that has been left unturned by me. I want everyone to know. I've done the Tonys and the Robins and the Glennons and the Doyles. I've done, there is no personal growth program uh, thing that I have not done. Um, I love personal growth. And even when I had 16 other jobs, because I have had 16, um, I always had a, you know, there was always a book going, uh, a program, a thing I wanted. I was always looking to improve myself. That was something I've always really been. I, I, I love Ian LaVanzant. I, I am a I am a huge fan of Ian LaVanzant. I've been forever. Um, Dr. Michael Beckwith. I'm, I'm everybody. So and there's still like mentors, I feel like even today I listen, you know, Oprah, all the people. Anyway, I think it wasn't, though, until I had my what now what used to be called a midlife crisis. Uh, but was really a cry for reinvention. That's what it really was. Uh, at 49. At 49, I was, you know, overweight, out of shape, unhealthy. I had all the things that anyone would think you should have husband and a house and a couple of dogs and some kids and a good job and a this and a that. And I just felt like, is this all there is? And I, I felt guilty even saying that. And we've talked about this. Like yeah. you feel guilty. You're like, well, I'm not like there's there's nothing wrong, but then there's something wrong. You know, like you just know, is this all there is? I feel like I'm meant for more than this. Is this what I'm doing? Like, what is happening? And so I really took every single I didn't I, I kind of put everything on the table. I was like, okay, let me look at my marriage. Okay, let me look at my family dynamic. Okay. Let me look at the job I'm doing. I, and I just slowly but surely started making these big, big changes, which you know started with the podcast because that was just like a new adventure and fun. Then here comes the pandemic. So now all this inner work I'm doing is like even better because I'm home and I'm 
I, ha I have to do it. Where, what else am I doing? Um, but it really all culminated in going to a retreat with Tracy Litt, where she came off the stage and put her hand on my chest and said, tell me again what you're here to do. Mm. And with tears just streaming down my face with her hand on my chest, I was just felt like she cracked me open. I said, I'm here to love people. I'm here to love on women. I'm here to love women. I'm here to love people. And she's like, yeah. And that was the beginning. Did that surprise you when that is what came out? Oh, yeah. Because I, up until then, had been really relying on my mind. I basically considered myself Vaughn a neck upper. I did not have a body. I didn't even think about my body. I was like, oh, here's my body, whatever. I don't think about it. I, everything was in my head. Even all this self-help work I was right. doing from my head. I was not really involving my heart. I was not involving my body. And so everything was thinking, right? So if someone had just asked me that question, if she hadn't come down off the stage, put her hand on my heart, I would have had a completely different answer. So the fact that, in fact, when she's coming off the stage, she's got one of those Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation headsets on. And I had a microphone in my hand. I'm a comedian from back in the day. That was one of my 65 jobs. And the number's gonna keep getting, getting bigger, so just watch out. It was 16, now it's 65. And she's coming towards me and I'm like, what are you doing? I go, Tracy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you coming? I, people were howling. They were crying, laughing because they were so glad it wasn't them. And she was coming for me, smiling her head off. I barely know her. Uh, and I had just had her on my podcast. That's how I knew her. And she, when she put her hand on my chest and the tears came out, it was a shock to me. It really, really was. Wow. Um, so let's talk about this um, neck upper thingy because, oh gosh, you know, I feel like we live in our heads. Like we just have not had the opportunity to, to explore, to be authentic in exploring what it feels like to live from that authentic place of our heart and to say to ourselves, I just want to love from my heart unconditionally. I want to give love, receive love. I want to be loved. Like who, who talks about that? I mean, we are not raised to be that way. And with so much of this personal growth, I feel like, Oh, it's like this little trap, you know, cause it gets you in and you, you're like, but I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the work. I am telling myself I am, I'm doing the affirmations. I am, you know, I'm, I'm really doing the work, but until you can drop that work up in your head and down into your heart and into your body, and you can feel it leading with your heart, feel it trickle down into your soul and your being. And you can take those steps in affirmation of who you are. Oh boy. And the only way that all that up in your head can trickle down into your body is when you clear the space in your body is when you heal on an energetic level. You have got to be willing to go deep within, clear out, excavate all of that shit that we have been holding on to, that we have not been paying attention to, that our body has been like, hello, 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 hello. And until we like really look at it and notice that dis-ease within our body and allow ourselves just the space and grace to heal on that kind of level, like we will never be getting that that true level of personal growth yeah yeah i just literally had a you just reminded me i just had a client we were we're in the middle of the 12 or really at the beginning first couple of weeks of my 12-week program limitless warrior and she she you know we're, we were just baby stepping into this body this this body work right and she's really a thinker like she's smart and she's with it and she's a and she's a hustler saleswoman she's smart right she's in that head and she had a panic attack Ooh! and she said i don't know what happened i i was i was working on my beliefs and i was doing my mantras and i and i, I don't know what happened like I, my body and i said yes i said because it doesn't even matter what you're thinking and believing if you don't take your body with you 
I said, when we get it in the body, you see your body knew it was bullshit. Your body was like, no, I don't feel safe. You can keep telling me this all you want, but I don't feel like you're taking care of me. You're not listening to me. And so her, and then she thought, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. I said, no, you're not doing it right. wrong. You just got to bring your body with you. You know, and so she said, how do you do, how do I do that? You know, so it was so it was so amazing. It was such a perfect illustration of exactly what we're talking about. You know, yeah. you know, when you are not letting yourself cry, when you are not letting yourself breathe, when you are not letting yourself feel, it's going to come out through your yeah. body. Yeah. Like, why oh. do we think people have all these things that they have? It is because you are blocking all that emotion and it's got to come out somewhere, guys. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to just stay there. And I feel like so many people get caught up in the how. Well, how do I heal? How do I go into my body? How do I do it? And it starts with, I just wrote this down because it just came to me and it's so simple. Permission to feel. You have got to give yourself permission to feel it all. Like we only allow ourselves to feel, you know, certain things like the, oh, but the, like the joy and the, and then the, you know, like the gratitude that you write down in the gratitude journal, you know, but not like the, the disappointment that is on the other side of the gratitude, you know, like you have to be able to feel all aspects of it. And that's really what is, is missing. That's what we were not taught. Like it is so necessary for us to feel the range of emotions, the highest of the high, the lowest of the lows, like, and to just give ourselves permission to feel it all and be it all like from one moment to the next, because you may be on the floor crying in one moment. And then the next minute decide you want to get up and walk outside and let the sun pour into you. And then all of a sudden you feel alive and grateful and like, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And then still crying through it all. Yeah. You know, like the, if you're having a bad day, that doesn't mean that this is, you have to stay stuck in this bad day. Like, or if you're having, you know, like you get, it gets to be the, the, all the range, all yeah. the range of emotions. Yeah. And I have to say, I, every time this, this happens every, almost every single session, you know, women, when I'm working with them or in a mastermind or program, whatever they're doing they're they start crying. Cause like they're getting a release and they immediately apologize mm -hmm. every time. I'm sorry. I said, what are you sorry for? We welcome tears here. We, we want these tears. We want them to let it out. Right. But it's, it's a kind of a conditioning, right? We're supposed yeah. to be strong and resilient Vaughn. We're not supposed to be over here having feelings, crying, you know, we've, we've really, this, this strong and resilient thing has really gone sideways for us because it's basically become the new Stepford, the new June Cleaver, this strong and resilient woman who's bypassing healing and bypassing feeling and suffering in silence because one person said, oh, you're so strong and resilient. So now you think it's a badge. It's a badge. If I don't cry, if I don't ask for help, it's a badge of honor. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where we've gone now. That's like people are, which is so patriarchal, like this, like strong and resilient. We've acted like it's a woman thing. I'm like, that is some bullshit right there. Like it is yeah. such patriarchy. Like this is just a rebrand. It's mm -hmm. just a rebrand of the old shit we've been put in a box to feel yeah. and, and to, to feel like our feelings don't count and we're not supposed to complain and all the things. Right. And it's just, the, it's a rebrand. That's all yeah. it is. Okay. So talking about strong and resilient, like these words moving into the word warrior, talk to me about what that word means to you. And when you were creating this brand and this identity for women to be able to belong to, you know, like talk to me about that. Well, and I think that's what's confusing. They're like, well, Liz, isn't that the same thing? You just said strong and resilient. Now you're telling me to be a warrior. What the hell, right? Let me tell you what a warrior is not. They are not strong women. They are not resilient women. They are not super women. That's not what a warrior woman is. A warrior woman is a person who is in the becoming process, right? Like, because we don't, we're not born warriors. We don't like come out like infants and we're like, I'm going to be a warrior. Here's my spear, you know? We have to become warriors 
because that is how we can actually feel our feelings, right? A warrior is living in, in, a, in a flow state, right? We're in flow motion. We're feeling ease, we're feeling calm because we are connected to our internal self. We are connected to our body, connected to our hearts, able to feel our feelings, let them out, not judge it because that's what we wanna do. We wanna judge the feeling. That's why we don't even want it to come out. I, I just, so many women have tears stuck in their throats. They're just stuck in their throats. And I'm thinking that is not strong and resilient. It's not, you know, like what it, what it really means to be a warrior woman is to let those feel, heal and feel. That is really what it is. And to know that there's not a timeline on that. We don't know, it, we're not getting to some finish line. It is what it is. You're gonna hit core wounds in different stages of your life. You're gonna have different things happening. And you, like you said before, have to have the permission to feel it all. That is a warrior woman. Mm. I love the way you described that. And like, as you were saying that, I, I saw myself. I saw myself in that becoming a warrior woman. And, you know, when I was not okay at 43 years old and I decided to, to, you know, slowly begin to pick myself up off the ground and to figure out who I am and, and to allow everything that I had ever known and been to unravel and fall to the floor. It's in that becoming that we get to become that warrior that we, 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 we find we're like no more conditioning, no more outside beliefs and, you know, structured everything that had been poured upon us. Like you're raw, naked, vulnerable, and you are in the becoming stage and, and just really like taking a moment to, to honor myself. And like, just like, as you were saying that just, it makes me look at my, my actual physical becoming of a warrior woman. And I know that I am a warrior woman. Like I know that I am like, I will, I will fight till the death, but I will curl up like a baby in your arms and just like, I mean, you can curl up a baby in my arms, you know, like, like we get to be it all on our terms, whatever that looks like. Yes. Mm, so beautiful. That feels so powerful. I love the way you just drew that, that vision for us. I, you know what? I also feel like, you know, it's really, when I talk about this, I get like really passionate and really like emotional because it really is a life or death issue. Yeah. Because Literally. women are still dying for heart from heart disease at an, I mean, an alarming, Rush. alarming rate. Yes. And I remember when right before all of this kind of started, when I was in that misery, that 49 year old miserable place, that's when I got diagnosed with high blood pressure. And it was just by accident. I was just going to the gynecologist for a regular and she was like, God, your blood pressures are really kind of high. And I, I'd never had a problem with blood pressure. It's that, that is not even a thing to me. So I was like, oh, well, I just went up the stairs, like, you know, and so she's like, oh, okay, we'll do it again, you know? And she's like, it's still high. And I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. I, and I could have blown that off, but she was like, you know what? I, I, I kind of want you to go to this heart doctor. Just let, let's just make sure I'm not crazy, right? Thank God, thank God. And I, cause I had, I had no clue. And at that time when I went to the doctor, I had a little, um, a tear in the in the lining not of my heart but like in a valve or something i can't I'm, I'm not a doctor so don't listen to me but it was something it was like a little tear the beginnings of like some heart disease and some heart issues right yeah and that was just really alarming to me and i can remember in this time i'm you know i'm launching the podcast i'm starting to become a coach i'm starting to become more and more aware of things i'm starting to understand that things really need to be heart-centered that i can't just think my way out of everything i have to feel and i was at a party and i revealed to this other mother i said oh you know i've heart i'm on i have high blood pressure and she said queen me too and we just sat there 
And she was talking about how hard she's working and she's got these kids. And we were laughing because she was like, well, sometimes I don't even remember to take my heart medication. I said, oh, girl, I get it. Like, we're so busy. We're so busy. And that was our last conversation. That was our last conversation, Mon. She's gone. And I thought, oh, my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? Women can't live like this. We can't. We cannot be over here killing ourselves for what? So, so we can just pretend that we're strong and resilient and be busy and not feel? It's terrible. So when mm. I talk about this, it's coming from a place of like, we have to stop this. Yeah. These women, women are dying from heart disease, from, from heart attacks because they're running themselves into the ground. Yeah. And you have that, that pressure cooker of keeping all that stuff pushed down, that suppression and repression and keeping all that shit down, which is why it's so fucking beautiful what you do, Vaughn, how you help women release this. They don't even want to go there with you, but you're so damn cute. They have to. You're like, you, you're so sweet and so loving and such a presence. They feel safe with you, but it's scary. It's scary when you have to go in there when you haven't done it. You, you've been kind of like living neck up for since so long, you don't even know another way. So it's like almost like you don't even know how to give yourself permission, right? Like you don't even know. But I am living, I am a living example um, of what you what can happen when you do do that work and that you can survive it, number one. And let me say something else that's amazing. I went to my heart doctor six months ago and that tear is gone. Oh my God. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm breathing. I'm, I'm living from my heart. I'm leading with, from my heart. He said, I'm breathing, I'm feeling, and I'm healing. And he said, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Wow. That, so if that is not right, if that mm. is not living proof, if, if, if nothing else you get from this today, for the sake of your health, you have to heal and you have to feel. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I had um, Ashley, the precious, amazing Ashley Mondor on the podcast a few weeks ago, and we were talking about the heart. And I brought that up specifically. I was like, heart disease is the number one killer of women. Like what? It is. The, and, and it's like, we don't even talk about that enough. It's one in five. One in five. Wow. It's insane. And, and it just is, it is literally the dis- ease in your body when you are not letting the energy and the love and the the receivership the giving and the receiving give and take of life and abundance that is there for us to be able to literally move through our heart center i mean that's when we're just going to uh, uh, it's it stays stuck and it causes disease in the body like we have too. And it's so painful. It is so painful. And, you know, like I know, and I'm so excited for you to share about your experience that we had our one-on-one -on -one recently. Oh Cause gosh, yes. I, I haven't even like, I know what it was like in that moment, but I'm so curious because well, what, what, I, what was leading into how I want you to share is it was, it's hard to go to the depths of your soul and open yourself up and to be vulnerable and to allow yourself to go into the depths of your soul. Like you just don't know what's there. And that is so scary. Like what have you been shoving down for so long? What is there from past lifetimes that you don't even know is there? Like you don't know what's going to be there. And so we just avoid it because it does take work and it takes time. And then like, who am I? Who is this version of me after it's gone? And but my God, the freedom, the freedom, the freedom that is on the other side of that. Yeah, the freedom. And you know what, when you're feeling all the things, I'm not saying it's not more, you don't feel more sensitive or you don't feel more kind of, I don't know, open to all the things, right? You're more yeah. open, which to people are like, well, I don't want to be open to all the things. <laughs> I don't want to be that open. Um, but that's, that's the problem. You cannot cherry pick your feelings. Mm -hmm. So if you're numbing out and you're saying, well, I'm just not going to feel that sadness, then you're not going to be able to feel that depth of happiness. And that is the thing that people don't understand is that if you are going to block that one side, it blocks the other side too, boo-boo. You cannot have 
the level of joy and freedom and elation and love and all the things you really, I mean, my God, it feels so good to have. You can't have that if you don't have, let yourself feel the other side of things, right? So I think knowing that it's, you know, if you could, if you could imagine that whatever pain you think you're going to go through and pain that you're going to work through to know that on the other side is a feeling of joy and freedom that you maybe have not felt since you were a child. Yeah. Then maybe you realize it's, it's worth the trip. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all right. So talk to me about this last experience that we had together one-on-one. Well, I tried to avoid you, but you, you know, you just pop up. That's what's crazy. No, I, you know, I, I had known that you had done, you do like one-on-one session. I've done some group things with you, but it's on zoom. And you know, it's not that Zoom's not great. Like I do have all my stuff on zoom. Um, but it's really different when you're in somebody's actual physical uh, yeah. presence. And um, we happened to be at that retreat together. And I really, I remember saying, oh, I don't want to see anybody yet. Like, I'm really feeling like I just want to have alone time. But then I said, well, I should go down to the lobby. <laughs> Which is like, well, isn't that where all the people are going to be? You're so weird. Like, why are you going? But I, I felt compelled to go down to the lobby. And then I, I even felt compelled to sit outside. And it wasn't like the nicest night. I was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I was just like, little did I know. I was following my intuition. I was just following my intuition. Like, my intuition was like, go sit outside. And here you come. And even after I had said, I don't want to see anybody, there you are, you know. So when you appeared, um, it really told me like, okay, I need to do a one-on-one session with you. Um, and so, and so we did with, I think it was the next, next day. Yeah. It was the next morning. Yeah. And I had known that, you know, I, I'm not in communication with my father right now. That is not really by my choice, which is ironic because Lord, it could be. <laughs> If you knew, if you thought about it, um, but we're not into communi- in communication because he uh, he believes that I had Biden elected personally, and which everybody knows that I am single handedly in charge of whatever president gets picked. So he believes, you know, that I'm a crazy liberal lunatic living in California, ruining our nation, which of course I am. And uh, so he does not speak to me, and it's been you know it's been a couple years now. So. I've kind of adjusted myself. I've done a lot of healing around it. I've talked a lot about it. I've, you know, I'm still open to to having a relationship with him. Once in a while, I'll send him a little email, a little heart by text, you know, no answer, totally release all that stuff. I feel love for him. Um, I still feel connected to him, even though I'm disconnected to him. So, you know, I feel like I've done a lot of work there, but I was having this crazy pain in my right shoulder and I had, I had it looked at i had it x-rayed i had I, w- I went to all sorts of different people massage all the things and it was just weird i thought maybe it's my bed like i just could not figure out it was like an ongoing pain and you know when you get older too you're like what is this pain oh my god what is it you know uh and so when i met with you that was really my thing i was like i'm having right shoulder pain and i am i'm having some father stuff like that's i thought you know I feel like there's something there that I need to release and I don't know what it is, but I, and I don't really know what this is, but I'm just going to go with you because I always loved you. Uh, And I've had so many wonderful in-person group sessions with you uh, doing breath work where uh, my God, like just, I've seen these visions. I've had these incredible cathartic experiences. So I thought, my God, working with her one-on-one is going to be amazing, except that I'm terrified, but I'm going to do it anyway, because it's fun. Um, so, so yeah, so we, we worked together. It was not at all what I expected it to be. I don't know what I expected it to be, but it was much more, um, natural and flowing. And I think having, having people close their eyes is really a key because, you know, your judgment meter is like, when your eyes are open, you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know? So, you know, you put on a little music, we were breathing, you, uh, you know, we, I was, and so once my eyes were closed, it was kind of like I stopped judging the whole thing and stopped trying to watch myself. And, you know, the breathing, that rhythmical breathing, uh, and you're doing it, you know, with us and we're kind of rocking, we're doing things. It's funny, it gets you into this trance-like state. It just gets you, I mean, you're still totally aware, but like you're in another dimension when that stuff happens. It's so amazing like when people tell me and i've told you this 
oh, ayahuasca, this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, have you been to Vaughn? It's like, you don't even need to do that shit. Like Vaughn, you can just breathe with Vaughn. Like this is what shocks me about the human body is that if I can have the same experience where I am, I mean, my God, the things I saw um, with you as, as someone has told me they've had with ayahuasca, like just with my breath, aren't human beings fucking amazing? Like, yeah. how is this even, I, I, I'm telling you, it was like, I saw the kingdom of heaven. I was hearing a voice uh, tell me, told me to hold it in my hands. I was holding the kingdom of heaven in my hand. It, it, it was like, I just remember holding it in my hands and looking at it and going, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe this, what's happening right now. I was totally aware of what was going on, but I didn't want it to end because it was so amazing. Um, but before I got to that, uh, you worked on my right shoulder and a lot of stuff came out about my father. And, you know, to me, it was almost like you could read my mind because the way you were moving through my body, it was like, you could read my mind. Like, I felt like you knew everything I was thinking and feeling and what I was saying. Meanwhile, you're just like going with it, right? You don't know what, what the hell's going on. But I was, I was really releasing um, a lot with my dad and I needed to scream my fucking head off and I did. And I am not a person that likes to do stuff like that. That is not really, you know, I love laughing. I like crying. I don't love screaming. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming. And I, I was screaming so loud. I thought my eyes were going to, at one point I thought my eyes were going to pop out of their sockets. It was that level of screaming. And I felt safe enough to do that with you. Um, but through that, I could get to this kingdom of heaven moment, to this, to this concept of you are the Holy Spirit, like you are the Holy Spirit embodied, like you, every human being, right? We all are the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit inside us. And I, even if you're not religious, like don't take this from a Christian standpoint. I am a Christian, but I'm not over here trying to, you know, sell my Bibles in the streets. Um, but even if you're not a Christian, I'm talking about the concept of the Holy Spirit, like the spirit within you and having this feeling to be like that you're one with the universe, one with source. That is the feeling I got. So it went from releasing my father and releasing the anger, the rage I was feeling towards my father that apparently I had kept in my right shoulder, which, you know, you're going to talk about <laughs> right now. Um, but Vaughn was like beating on my right shoulder, which anyone would say, well, maybe you shouldn't beat her on the right shoulder. That's where she has all her pain. Nope. She beats that right shoulder. I haven't had the pain since. And Mike drop. Mike drop. Pain gone. Years of pain wow. gone. And releasing that rage towards my father and, and really getting, I mean, I felt so high for like even like weeks afterward. I was walking around looking at things like I was on drugs, like everything looked so detailed to me. Everything looked so beautiful to me. I felt in like totally in touch with my little girl. Like I was doing yoga. I was telling you this, I was doing yoga with Chrissy the next day or the, or the next morning. And I was looking at my feet and I saw like little child's feet. I was looking at my feet. Like those are like little girl feet. Like I was just so blown away that all of that was done with you leading me into my breath, into my body, into these motions, into all the things that you do. It was absolutely mind-blowing. That's so incredible. <clears throat> you know, because in the moment, I'm not, I'm not remembering anything, you know? So that's why I'm just like, oh, and then what happened? And then what? Because I'm just such a channel of healing energy. Like my body literally, like Vaughn is out the dough. It's just Holy, Holy Spirit energies are working through me. And with that right shoulder, I mean, hello, right side is the masculine energy. Shoulders are anger. And so that energetically was compounded it manifested in your shoulder because those are that of course it's going to go there masculine anger 
shoulder. Thank you. And so until we literally could like go in there and, and, and clear out the actual literal stuck energy wad ball that was collected in your shoulder. And, and that does require me beating on certain areas, you know, like, I, and that's so many times I'm like, I'm so sorry, you know, please, please, please know this is done so with, with so much love, but I have to do it. And this is not me doing it. Okay. Like this is literally, it's like your highest self moves through me. And when you're like, it's like, I was you, it's literally like your highest self moves through me and, and your highest self facilitates this healing, you know, it's like, oh, and we need to move this and we need to move that. And we well, need to you were this also, up. I told you saying the things that were in my mind, which I thought was absolutely fucking crazy like you were actually saying things like i had heard you know you are the holy spirit this is the kingdom of heaven and then you started saying holy spirit and i was like what is happening why is she saying that and then you at one point were doing like my inner dialogue oh yeah 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 and i was like why is she and and the funniest part was it it was funny because I have like a little funny cadence and like I make fun of things and I'm funny, right? So you were like, I can't be the Holy Spirit. That can't be, that, no, not it. And, you would, and it literally, I was like, that sounds like me talking. Oh so at one point, gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm screaming, I'm crying, I'm breathing, I'm, I'm releasing. And then I'm laughing because you sound just like me. Because I was you, because your highest self was moving through me, using me as a vessel. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that because I, I remember that now when, because it, Holy Spirit was so, oh, it's like you had just opened up so much space in your body and for your heart. Like your heart was so open to receive that level of divinity, you know, like you're like, like you weren't like blocked from it. It was just like moving through you. And it just, I mean, I just kept feeling the Holy spirit, Holy spirit, your spirit is holy. And then I did hear those words, like you're the dialogue of you being like, but I'm not holy. I can't be Holy spirit. Like what? And then I'd be having this conversation with myself, you know, like as you, oh my gosh, how incredible. It was amazing. It was amazing. And of course I told every single person, I was like, everyone needs to go to her. You know, I was like running down the hallway, screaming it out. Then I was, then we were laughing. We were like, oh my God, somebody, cause you also had been like working with other people too. You were like, yeah, people have knocked on the door and been like, are you killing somebody? <laughs> yeah. Cause we were in a luxury hotel, FYI. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really funny, but, but I was so happy that I got past my own kind of like judgment and like my own, um, blocks to actually go there with you because, yeah. and again, I really trust you. Like I've had these other experiences with you and I've had, you know, I always feel completely taken care of with you. So that's the reason I could do it. Like I couldn't have just like done that with any person and i also think the way you do it is really unique i mean i've heard about other people having kind of experiences but not on the level that you do so i just think you are so gifted um and just using your gift in such a beautiful way to help these women become warriors become people that are have permission to feel to heal to open up their hearts and 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 journey into that painful place sometimes, but also to get on that other side and be that connected. Ah, that's so beautiful. I remember every throughout the rest of the weekend, every time you and I would like, there, there were so many comments and conversations that were had. And we would just look at each other, no matter where we were from across the room and be like, Oh, like, I see you. You see me like, oh my, like what? This well, is yeah, saying what we talked about. People are like yeah. mentioning all the things we had discussed a hundred times at this conference we were at. And we were like, what in the world? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was so crazy. And then, and then I remember when you got home, your daughter said something very specifically about Holy Spirit. Yes. She was like, did you commune with the Holy Spirit or something like, and she, I mean, Listen, again, we're, we're kind of Christians. We're not really going to church, but we're Christians, right? Like, that's who we are. But she just out of nowhere was like, did you get in touch with the Holy Spirit? And I was like, what in the what? actual hell did she just say to me? <laughs> I could not, like, she doesn't think this is a religious thing I do. She would never have a reason to mention that. 
you know, it just shows you how connected and intuitive are because they are not so armored up yet. They still are not totally armored. So they've got this little open, open thing, right? Like they're not closed off. Yeah. So after such, you know, this, like an experience like that, where your heart is so open and like, how, how do you navigate through to keep your heart open and to like, what is your process like, and what do you do? Yeah. And let me just say for all the people listening, cause I really have to say this. It was a, you, you get a little let down because you, you have this unbelievable experience. I like, I love that book. It's called after the ecstasy, the laundry. And that's kind of how I felt. Like I got home and I was like, I got to do fucking laundry. Do people not know I'm a Holy spirit? Like, why do I do that? I don't even understand. Like I shouldn't have to cook dinner or go to a grocery store. I'm a Holy spirit. What the hell? Um, but the truth is, you know, life is life, right? Life is lifey. Yeah. Uh, so you have to, you have to get back to life. So sometimes like you can kind of have like a little bit of like a wah, wah, you get home, right? Yeah. You're like, wah. um, so I did, I kind of went from like the highest high and I was so, I was so excited because it did last for like weeks and it really did. It lasted a long time that I was in that zone, but then I kind of came out of it and I tried to go back in my head a bunch and all the other things. And, you know, I think it's for me, it's up and down. You know, I, I love to fight my own healing. I love to resist uh, being open hearted because guess what? I spent the majority of my life not being open hearted. And so my go-to is push through, keep it going. Like, I mean, and that's why I'm uniquely suited to coach all these women is because I am in the struggle and I get it. (laughs) I'm not over here going, oh guys, it's so easy to meditate. What's wrong with you? Like you really don't know how to breathe. What's I, I mean, my, my feeling is like, girl, I'm in here too. Me and you, you know? So, so yeah. So it, to me, I have to own the morning. If I don't own my morning, I'm eaten alive you know, by 11. So, and owning my morning includes a lot of things includes includes breathing and meditation and reading and moving my body. Um, It includes gratitudes and celebrating myself. It includes so, I mean, so many things and, and I do different combinations of things. Sometimes I want to listen to a really deep, beautiful podcast and do a walk. And sometimes I want to do a walking meditation and sometimes, you know, so, but it's not ignoring that call because my, my, my neck upper Liz wants to be like, let's get to work, sis. Right. Five. Do you know how much work we could get done? If you just start now, queen, we could be by seven 30, but that's not what happens. I will just start doing the work and then I keep working until I drop dead at five. So that's not a thing for me. Like that's a, that's a little trick I play. So I have to really say to myself first, first is moving my body and breathing and taking care of myself. And also I've learned to bail. Mm-hmm. I've learned to just bail because I don't let myself off the hook for anything. I want to just like keep pushing. And I've learned that is that doesn't serve anybody. If I am really not up to whatever I'm facing in that day, I will see what I can move around. I will see, I just, I just will try to just clear, put some space into the schedule because I really want to show up fully open and present. I don't want to show up another way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Cause I, I like, <laughs> I bail on everything. I'm like, Oh, I'll just, I'll do that tomorrow. You know, but that's like that. where I'm always trying to not bail (laughs) on myself and show up, you know, just like I'm bailing for myself. (laughs) I'm bailing for myself. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to not bail for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Because I'm always like, cause I choose like the, Hey, the, you know, the easy flowy part of things, but then that's like my journey is the, which I feel like I'm definitely one of the rare ones, right? Like I feel like most women are just so heavy in there, but I got to do this and I got to do that. And we put all our pressure. Um, but there's like, I think that's where I get a little sneak attack on myself because I act like I'm all like, Hey, it's fine. But then there's, I know what I want and need and desire to get done and accomplish in this lifetime. Right. And so that is my 
my constant journey is to be like, to stay with it, like stay focused on, come on, stay with this, stay focused. Show so, up and show up. Yeah. Yeah. So I just always love like the dynamics of how we are, can be so different, but so the same. And, oh, it's just so beautiful. What I love about this whole thing is I feel like we've kind of met in the middle, which is so insane because when I first met you and I tell everyone this, and I said this on my podcast when you were on, but when we first met we were, we were paired up in an exercise and we had to look in each other's eyes and you just had like this insane capacity to just drink my whole self in. And I did not know who you were at that time. I'd never met you. I didn't know what you did. And I just was like, this woman is insane. Like she could look at me forever. And like, she's so open and she's so open-hearted. And I was just like, what is even happening here? And at that point, even though I would have probably with anyone else looked away or been uncomfortable, but I was so fascinated by you because you just were so in the game that I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And at the end, I remember I was like, who, who, who are you? Who are you? you? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you have to be a healer or something. Like I knew it, right? Like I knew it. Yeah. Um, and now I find myself that I can do things like that. So that makes the, me so happy yeah. to know that I've come closer to your side of things. Yeah. It's like the capacity to hold, right. But we can only hold as much as we, you know, we can only hold so much. And when that's why healing is so important is so when we're holding on to all the pain and, and sorrow and, and grief, you know, then there's literally no space to hold the goodness, the juiciness, the, the, and, and that's why healing is so important yeah. is so that we can hold we can hold the capacity of, of it all. Like, and cause you're right. Like I remember, I didn't think about it, but in that moment after you were like, who are you? And I was like, <laughs> wow, like I, I really can, like, I can hold it. I've got it. Like, like my heart, there are no bounds to the amount that I can hold in my heart because I am so open to receive. And it's like, I welcome in all of that abundance and all of that holiness and glory. It's like, and it just fills me up. And so therefore I can just, I just keep holding, 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 holding. And this is what is available to each and every one of us. That's what I always say. Like, I'm, I'm no different. Like my heart isn't any different, right? Like the capacity of my heart is the capacity of your heart is the capacity of every single woman listening. Like we all have the capacity to hold endless, like boundless abundance. So how, where are you blocking? And, you know, I love it when you said that too, about the blocking, they, they don't know the identity there. Like a block is a block is a block is a block. You know, if you're blocked from money, you're blocked from love. If you're blocked from you know, anything like a block is a block is a block. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how it's all we, I mean, it's, I think the myth of the world is that we can compartmentalize. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that is what women ha have to do a lot of times just to get through the day. Like we've gotten used to, okay, I'm just not going to get sad about that because I got to get this permission slip in and I got to show up to work. Right. So we've had to do that to just make it through, but really there is no such thing. You cannot, like a block is a block is a block. If you're not feeling one emotion, you're feeling no, no emotion, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just, you, you, I, I have so many girlfriends that the tears just like spurt out of the side of their eyes when they're telling me something that's upsetting them. It's like the, it's like, it, like the tears in the throat, like the tears are just so up to their eyeball. They're up to their eyeballs and tears. Like it's not the tears are just in the eyes. It's like the whole body is filled with tears and now the tears are just coming out the side of their eyes. That's how mm -hmm. it feels to me. And it just breaks my heart because I'm yeah. just like, God, you got to let that out. Like you've got to yeah. let the air out of that tire. It's so painful and constricting and yeah. heavy to carry all of those tears around for all yeah. of those years. Yeah. And also with tears so often, that's that's just like that soul knowing, you know, like when you, when you feel something and, and it's like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Like, that's just like that soul expression that is just like, when you hear something or you feel something or just something that is stirring within you, just asking to be witnessed, no matter, you know, without a label, you know, that we, we would like to put these labels and titles on things like, well, what is this? It's like, 
who the fuck cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like this is your soul trying to purge and release, like just let it be. Who knows what lifetime it's coming from or what generation it's coming from. Just let yourself release without the judgment. Yes. Mm, so beautiful. I just, I, I love the emotions. I love the depth of life that we get to live. I enjoy going to the depths with you and to the heights with you. Like I love, I love and everything in between. I love it all. And I'm just so, so grateful that our souls are reunited and that we get to play and empower and gift each other with our, with our love and our light in our hearts. I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Liz, for, for all that you do and for your voice and your laughter and your joy and the way that you bring levity to, to this work, because you do, you bring levity to this really hard, deep work. Yeah. Well, that's my way. You know, if I would say in the past, maybe it was a defense mechanism, but now it's a love mechanism. Mm, I love it. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us today. And I just cherish every word that was exchanged. So thank you. I love you. And thank you everyone for listening. Oh, go find Liz. You have incredible like 12 week programs. You have all the things. Tell us about all the things. Yeah, I have a mastermind that's nine weeks where you get to kind of go deep with a small group of women. I've got a 12 week program. Uh, I've got really fun things to do. So you can go to LizSwadek.com. She'll maybe she'll put it in the show notes for you and you can go and snoop around at all my things. And your podcast is so good. Like you have some really amazing women on there and women leaders that are really really creating a huge change in this world and the way that you interview with just, like I said, levity and, and true, um, you just really want to know, you want to know, like, tell me, tell me, tell me everything that is leading you in this warrior within to create the change. So your podcast is amazing. Thank you again for your voice and wisdom and laughter. Love you. Thank you for having me on. I love you. Bye. I am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram. So come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.